0: Oh my god, what am I doing? This video is going to be a bit rambly because I didn't prepare a text for it. I actually shot the whole thing already and then realized that I was missing half of it. So there might be clips of me talking. looking a bit different. On my last boat trip I was reading Intellectuals and Society by Thomas Sowell. I really enjoyed it. What I really got from it was focusing on the left versus the right dynamic as someone who just sort of thrown into it because where I'm from politics don't really follow that line of thinking though it probably should. It's all left where I'm from really. I wanted to point out the things that really stood out to me while I was reading the book. The first thing was that people on the left tend to think that people on the right are um, not very compassionate and that people on the right tend to think that people on the left don't have any brains. My introduction to the US was with people who are very liberal. A lot of them are still in my life. And I was thinking to myself, do I think that these people are not very brainy? Hmm, and could I say that to their face? And I think that I do. I do think that people who support certain programs or modes of thinking they don't think very deeply oh that's not the right thing to say they don't think past the surface level of the issue and they also don't look at the data i used to be someone who would just think that people don't care if they don't do certain things but you have to look a bit deeper than that and actually Look at the results of programs and how they have affected something, not just how you think it would end up working out. The idea that people on the right aren't very compassionate is something that goes back for a long time historically, but there was actually a study done on people who would consider themselves conservative versus people who would consider themselves liberal, or I should just say left-right in the united states and that it found that people who were on the right actually tended to donate more through private charity versus people on the left who actually made more money so the next time someone tells you that you don't care you should direct them to that study and i don't know if this has a study like this has been done recently but i think that would be very interesting to see the biggest takeaway i actually got from it was that people on the right aren't actually a cohesive ideological group. They're just all against the left in some way and their various social programs. So that was very interesting. Also considering what's been going on on YouTube lately, it's people don't have to agree with one another. They're just all against the left and it's more like a strategic alliance really than an actual group, cohesive unit working together towards a goal. Another historical trend he pointed out between people on the left versus the right was that they tended to be involved in the markets and in the sciences, the hard sciences and people on the left tended to be more social scientists, humanitarian and that's pretty true. <laughs> I think that still holds up today. And that people on the right tended to look more into empirical data rather than just using thought comes to conclusions. The book was actually about intellectuals, not just about the left versus the right. And the one thing that he was talking about was that intellectuals tend to place more merit on specialized knowledge versus distributed knowledge within the population. So he was saying that everybody has highly specialized knowledge in particular areas, depending on what they're familiar with. But that intellectuals tend to think that there are only some people who you can listen to or some people can sort of direct how the society should turn out even though everybody already knows what would work best for them based on a particular situation because they know exactly what is going on. A very common term in the book was that of verbal virtuosity and that intellectuals their end products were ideas and not physical products and that they did not have to be held accountable for what how their ideas were used whereas people like engineers for example they have physical products and if something goes wrong with the the plan that they put in place then they can be held accountable for what that for what they do he also talks about intellectuals having a narrative that they try to push and that they filter knowledge in order to get that narrative across and that made me think about you know the The white versus black income gap being used to justify continued racial discrimination or institutional racism because even though the laws are gone there is still inequality but that they never focus on Asians which would completely disrupt that idea. In news stories when they're showing victims they focus on individuals from special groups and not just individuals experiencing a horrible thing happening to them in order to Keep their narrative going and that is also a form of filtering knowledge that they have. He also made a point about when pushing a narrative oftentimes the people involved don't matter and how they actually perceive the situation but the people who aren't involved would still like to push the narrative of there being discrimination and he brought up two specific examples that remained in my mind which was that of Sears and there being a case brought against them for discrimination against women because of the pay gap in their stores even though they couldn't find a single woman that actually complained and said that she had felt that she had been discriminated against based on her gender. In the case of Sears, they were a large company that had the money to go through this case for years upon end but another company might not have been able to do the same thing and he was just pointing out the ridiculousness of it all. And another case that stood out to me was that of rape allegations being brought against someone from. I believe it was on a football or a rugby college team. There were people from the girls team who said, no, this is not the character of this person at all, but that didn't matter to the media. They just said that these girls were stupid and didn't know what they were talking about and shamed them, even though they were persons who were actually in contact with this person all the time. Another thing that was very interesting to me because I don't know much about it was him talking about war and how people try to reduce war and that people on the left turn people on the right who believe in stocking up on weaponry in order to deter war as not being for peace and being for war even though there is evidence that stocking up is what actually ends up in war not happening. It's the same idea that people on the right, they don't care, they don't don't care, but we care and of course, he goes into the ego and he calls them the anointed, the self-anointed, and that it's not about what actually happens, but about showing how good they are and how much they care about people, even if the evidence suggests otherwise that something else would be a better plan. One more thing that was interesting was the association of people on the right with totalitarianism and fascism, even though historically, the people who are more for socialist policies have tended to be totalitarian or fascist, just looking at historically how it has worked out in the world. Personally, when I think about what I see between the left and the right, I really hold self-responsibility as important and I don't understand why people want to outsource everything that they want to do in society. You know, if they're about half of the population or if they become the majority, which it seems like is going to happen then there are enough of them to donate their dollars to the things that they think are important to stop taking it from other people. I feel like people who are on the left, this is this is my opinion, see the world as this place where you just walk around getting hurt all the time. Like ow. Something all the time if you're not for change then you are for keeping everybody downtrodden and, and held on but it's not just this system this evil system that you have to change by structuring everything around and in particular as i keep mentioning removing people's freedoms it's like they want to remove oppression by being oppressive remove questionable oppression at that by putting actual laws in place that are oppressive because they're limiting the choices of people. I especially don't like that they're doing it in the USA. You guys know I'm not from here but I do know that the US is a place that was a haven away from all of those ideals and I would really like it to stay that way. The one place where it was really established as different and to, to focus on personal liberty. Everybody comes here and then wants to change it. Stop stop doing that I do not want to be a slave stop trying to take away my freedoms thank you very much so I enjoyed the book and I really like so I've read many books but I like his have a great day don't forget to support me if you can and leave a comment below and subscribe goodbye Bye. His favorite term in the book was verbal virtue. What? His favorite term in the book was verbal. His favorite his his favorite term in the book. His favorite term in the book. Uh,